Hey everyone, welcome to Plex Weather. I'm Jason Anderson. I just took a long break because my neighbor fired up some sort of lawn care contraption. I'm not sure what it is. I know it was loud. It sounded like someone was trying to start a jet next door. And I felt like that would not be the best thing to start the show with. Uh, just an incredible cacophony uh, about 20 feet away. So I waited and now I've forgotten how I wanted to introduce the show. We have Maggie Doherty Howard joining we, I, I'm doing it again. Maggie Doherty Howard will be on the show. She will be joining me momentarily. I guess the preamble for this, I just want to set up things. We have a game. We're doing, you know, pre, there's been pre-game press conference stuff. It's not the absolute norm because I didn't go to training and watch people train and then pull out my phone and record Richie Burke from face to face because you can't do that in 2020 because it's COVID-19 and you have to keep uh, distance. So we had the Zoom press conference, which are starting to get a little more uh, normal for for all of us. And yeah, we're, we're I'm I'm recording this about 44 hours before the game kicks off. The Washington Spirit will be playing Sky Blue uh, at Segra Field. First time at Segra for the Spirit. That game kicks off one o'clock on Saturday on CBS, big CBS. If you don't have cable, if you're a cord cutter, all you need is an antenna um, or like a coat hanger. Uh, if you are old enough to remember the era of using coat hangers as a uh, antenna in the 80s, that's I don't know where you would put it in the TV. I don't know about these things, but theoretically it worked in the past. Maybe it still works now. I don't know. But the important thing is that big CBS, the Washington Spirit, national television, everyone's going to be seeing. We saw the ratings during the Challenge Cup throughout the tournament for the games on CBS. So um, it's a big occasion for the team. Uh, it'll be the first of two games in the Spirits pod. Uh, the Spirit will be playing in a pod. I, I don't I don't know if there's a better word for pod, for these things as, as pod. I don't necessarily think very well of this term uh, for a group of three teams, but I also don't know what else to call it. So I guess I can't complain. Their pod also includes the Chicago Red Stars. They'll play the Red Stars at Segra Field uh, on September 12th. That game will be on Twitch. Um, the announcement for the league's TV school, the announcement for everything is coming in very late. Um, for example, we don't have rosters yet, so I don't know the holdup on that from the league's end. Uh, rain or the OL Rain, online rain, I should say, their their proper name, online rain. Um, their roster came out. They released theirs on their own. I don't know where everyone else's are. Um, so we don't know exactly what's going on as far as who is going to be playing in these games. Um, speaking with Richie Burke and I'll have an article about it on black and red United, uh, more on what Richie said in the buildup to this. Um, there are a couple injuries we know, uh, about Andy Sullivan's injury. She's three to four weeks out still, um, which is, all in all, it, you know, it feels like that injury was a while ago. In my mind, it was more of a thing where she might start playing in um, maybe at the very end of this whole thing. But three to four weeks uh, sounds like a head of schedule. So that's good news. Um, there are a couple other knocks um, that those players will miss out at least this game against Sky Blue. Um, Sky Blue, we don't know what's going on with them. They could have Carly Lloyd and Mal Pugh in uniform. They could not. We don't know. Um, so there's still a lot of unknowns, despite how close these games are to happening. Um, I can tell you that I will be covering the game in person. Uh, the the Spirit have 
gone uh, uh, and really made sure to ensure safety for anyone present. Fans can't be there, uh, which is really unfortunate. Um, medium, the media capacity is capped. It's a very low number, and we're going to be spread out. Um, you probably won't be able to see us in the broadcast because we'll be on the side that the camera is the main game camera is positioned on. But if you do see someone there, it might be me. Um, it probably won't be though, because the camera is going to be pointing at the game much more so than the media members, which is, yeah, I feel like that's the better choice. Uh, watching a media member, watch a game is it not that thrilling, um, as compared to watching a soccer game. Um, we'll have more on that, uh, with, with Maggie talking about the break, um, how she's prepared to come back. Um, the, the strangeness of having to repeatedly test for COVID over and over again um, at a rate that I feel like most of us that aren't going through professional athletics are maybe not familiar with. Um, but we'll have more on that. It's, it's a, it's a fun interview. Um, but before I get to that, I do need to talk about one thing going on with the show, which is that um, I'm, I've started up through Pinecast. Uh, they have a function that's a tip jar and it is what it sounds like. It's a place where, if you want to contribute to the show uh, financially, you can. If you don't want to, the episodes are still going to be free. I should say that up front right now. Um, as of now, I don't have a full paywall in mind. Um, I don't know where this is going to go or what I'm going to do with it exactly. But um, in the meantime, for the foreseeable future, the shows are going to be free. So if you just want to listen for free or if money is tight, I, trust me, I understand. I am going through that as well. Um, and you can't, then that's fine. There's, there's not, not going to be me blocking people from listening to the show, certainly, uh, to, uh, to get, to get money out of people. But if you do want to help, um, contribute to the show, I want to be upfront as possible about what goes into the show. Um, I pay 10 bucks a month to have the show hosted, uh, the files hosted on Pinecast. Um, it also provides the show website, which I am trying to make look a little better. I don't know if I'm succeeding, but I'm trying. Um, so that's, that's out of my pocket. Um, I can tell you that the round trip, uh, for me to get to Segra field to cover the game Saturday, that's, or I, I actually didn't say this round trip, but the two round trips, um, not that I'm driving very many other places, but that's probably a full tank of gas for me. Um, so that goes into it. Um, the ferry, uh, the unfortunately named, uh, ferry to get across the Potomac, um, is a cost. So those are, those are the things that come out of my pocket to cover the spirit, to do this show. Um, and there are other things like the possibility of having my own, you know, constructing my own site to host the show, um, uh, maybe to host other things related to the show, um, that could be down the road that, those costs don't exist yet. If they are going to exist, I will absolutely want to tell people, especially the people that are contributing, but also the people that are on the fence about it. I want, if I'm going to get money from anyone for this, I want everyone to know uh, what they are getting out of it, what their, um, what their money's going towards. Um, so those are the main costs at this point. Um, rest assured that if no one contributes, the show is still going to go on. I'm, i plan on doing it regardless of how successful or not successful the tip jar thing is, but it does exist. It's there. Um, I have set it up. Um, I will link right below the tweet announcing this podcast. There will also be a link to the tip jar. Um, 
it's also in the podcast bio or the Twitter bio for the podcast. Um, so if you want to contribute, if you can, it would mean the world. If you don't, if you can't right now, no, not a big deal. I'm not going to be sitting around stewing the fact that I think this person listens to the show and they didn't give me any money. It's not going to be like that. Um, but with that in mind, with that out of the way, with the awkwardness of uh, that announcement, um, I guess that's all I really have to say as a preamble. Um, so let's get to the interview, which should start right now. For the first time, welcome to Plex Weather, Maggie Doherty Howard. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I guess the the first thing I've got in my mind right now with these fall series games coming up, um, it feels does does it feel sudden to you? Because it feels to me like we've we barely went from players getting back into town to there is a game less than forty eight hours from now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we've had to speed up our preparation because it really was a quick turnaround from you know having a little bit of time off and getting back having a game already so yeah it definitely has been quick but you know we've been putting in work so i think we're, we're ready to go um how did you spend that that downtime you know the challenge cup i i know was a super intense experience not just because of the number of games but just being contained in that environment and having the whole world kind of you know having so much chaos going on on so many different fronts um, how did you spend the downtime once you were finally able to leave Utah and, and get back to not normal life because no one gets a normal life in 2020, but something something right. approaching it? Yeah, like you said, Utah was just a lot on many fronts, emotionally, physically, mentally. So I was able to go home and spend my time with my family, which um, was just really great for me and something that I needed. So um, it was just a nice way to kind of decompress from everything, um, take a little bit of time to step away from the game, just to, you know, mentally get a little bit of a break. Um, but then also was able to pick back up with some training on my own um, and get ready to finish out the rest of the second half of the season. Um, when you look back on, the the Utah experience uh what do you take from it personally because I I imagine it's a different experience for every single player because everyone was going through such a big challenge in their own way yeah um you know I think just the mental side of it and the emotional side um was definitely a challenge because you know we were just in the bubble and even didn't have access to even really go out and clear your head on a walk. Um, we were kind of restricted in that regard too. So just finding ways to cope with adversity, adversity mentally, I think was something that um, I learned, you know, different ways. I wasn't able to do certain things that I typically do to, you know, take a break from the game because it, we were in it the whole time. So it was a good challenge in that regard and definitely learned ways that, I'm able to better handle stress um, different from ways that I have dealt with it previously. Uh, I heard uh, from Paige on our last episode that um, there was also quite a bit of, um, you know, various games, be it uh, ping pong or uh, video games or anything. Can you, can you confirm that apparently uh, Richie Burke and Tom Torres are uh, ping pong aces? That's what I was told. Um. You know, 
I don't want to get their head too big, but <laughs> I will admit that they do have some game. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess one thing that's I thought of this right before uh, setting everything up to record, but um, you know, trying to cover the team during COVID nineteen uh, has been very strange. You know, I have you know I was speaking with the team about what the setup was going to be like for media on Saturday, because uh, you know you have to be concerned. Am I going to be in an enclosed space with a bunch of people that I am not normally around? Um, mm-hmm. And it occurs to me that, you know, f- for you having to go to training every day, um, having to go for treatment or, or whatever it is, there's so many things that an athlete is going through that I don't know anything about. So I guess my question is, what is it, what is life like right now trying to just play professional soccer while also trying to avoid uh, this virus? Yeah. Um, I would say most of us have a pretty similar routine day to day. And like you said, it's about limiting who we come in contact with. So definitely things we would typically be doing um, in a normal season we obviously can't do whether that's just going out to dinner together in a group or, you know, doing things outside the field. Um, so just typical day, get up, go to training in the morning. Um, and then, you know, if we have a lift, we'll go and get that done. Um, or if not, it's just really going home. Um, if you have to go out to get groceries, you know, being safe. So, you know, wearing your mask and just, limiting the amount of contact you come into with other people because you know it just takes one person so it's on responsibility on all of us to make sure that we're looking out for each other ourselves um, and keeping everybody safe and healthy uh earlier just a couple hours ago um we had media media had a chance to speak with um richie about the games coming up and one thing he mentioned was that he 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 estimates he's been tested uh, for COVID-19 15 or 16 times. Um, mm-hmm. How is that in line with your experience? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been tested the same amount of times. I have lost count. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're getting tested very frequently. Um, so luckily, like I'm sure you know, no tests positive so far. So everyone's been doing a good job, but um, it's good just to have that reassurance. Um, to make sure that we're all staying negative. I assume at this point you you almost have like a like a technique down for uh, getting the test since you know the the visual <laughs> everyone has is that you know giant swab and uh, right. it doesn't look great. Um, so I assume you get better at it with time. Yeah, there's definitely some tricks you can pick up. Um, we originally were getting the swabs that you know the one that went all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. Those were those were pretty brutal. Um, but now we're doing the both nostril. I guess it's a different test. But um, okay. for, for me, I'm not really good with that stuff. So I always kind of just close my eyes and mm-hmm. wait for it to be over. Yeah, I, I yeah, that sounds that sounds in line with um, with what I would want to do, if, especially if I kept having to do it over and over again. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it would get get old fast. But also, I guess, you know, the, the trade off is um if you don't get tested, you can't play. And that's, I'm sure the, the, you know, worst news. Um, yeah. We're all willing to suck it up to get yeah. <laughs> able to play. 
Um, you know, looking at these games coming up, um, it it sounds from the outside like the league is trying to, as best they can, implement the same policies that worked in Utah. Like you said, um, still to this day, no announced um, positive test results. Um, do you think that Do you think that this is going to work? Do you feel confident that um, the league's plan can actually get everyone through these games and still have that in place? Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic. Um, you can never be 100% sure on something like this, but I think I have to give a lot of credit to all of the players in our league for really being responsible and taking this seriously from the beginning. Um, just knowing that one decision they make could not only impact their team, but the whole entire league. So it's something that has been talked amongst the players um, and we're all very aware of the consequences to potential actions. So a lot of credit to the players and then a lot of credit to the league as well for making sure that we have standards in place to keep us safe. And um, our PA has done a great job as well, being in communication with the league, making sure that what they are proposing um, the players are comfortable with. All right. I promise that's the end of the, the COVID-19 questions. Um, <laughs> I know it's a lot. Um, uh, I, I guess this one, uh, this one's sort of to the side. So maybe I've also broken the promise immediately. Um, what's the experience like of playing these games and, and you have it happened in Utah. Now it'll be the case uh, Saturday at, uh, at Segra field um, playing these games where it has to be that, full intensity on the field and yet at the same time fans aren't allowed so you know for example Saturday you'll have team staff uh a couple media members like me off to one side and that appears to be more or less it uh, as far as who'll be there um how is that trying to get the that full intensity that you need to win games without that atmosphere around you mm-hmm. um it's definitely a very different experience but now you know we're used to that a little bit from Utah but once you're in the game a lot of times at least for me personally I block out a lot of the noise from the crowd and everything else going on so as long as our team is tuned in and just brings the intensity that we need to whether that's you know coming off the bench um, from coaches whoever us on the field helping each other out um we can kind of create that environment ourselves you know we train hard all the time at practice so we're used to kind of being our self-motivators in a way but um definitely miss obviously having the fans because they just bring another aspect um to the game and and another emotional piece but you know i think we're we're ready to handle it and like I said, we have a little bit of practice from the tournament. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned uh, training. Uh, you, you've had, I think it's roughly three weeks of training, if I've, if my math is right, mm-hmm. maybe not even. Um, how have those sessions been after coming off of the break, uh, or really coming after this whole year where you've got nothing, and then you've got all of a sudden a short amount of training, and then a bunch of games, and then nothing again, um, and now yeah. this. Um. You know, it has been a roller coaster ride in that sense, but I think that time off really did us good in terms of we had a way to reset. So when we did come back for training, 
um, I was really pleased with the team. Everyone came out um, with a lot of intensity. We got right down to it. Like you said, we didn't have much time to prepare. So we were training hard. We were bringing the intensity um, and, you know, put in work to make sure that we were in the best place possible to be able to start these games this weekend. Uh, you know, obviously that there's been a lot of news um, about Rose's departure from the team. You're also dealing with um, in the midfield specifically where you play. Um, you've got Andy Sullivan is still out. Uh, Richie said three to four weeks uh, earlier when we spoke to him. Um, how does the team adjust? Because, you know, obviously on one hand, you are used to sometimes not having those players around due to the national team. Um, but on the other hand, I think any team in the world would say, you know, if you take those two players out of the lineup, it does, it presents a new challenge because they're so talented. Yeah. Um, obviously both amazing players and wish Rose luck um, in Manchester city, but I think we are so talented on this team and we have a lot of depth, especially in the midfield. So, um, you know, even Richie himself says swap out our players in the midfield and we have one of, if not the strongest group of players um, in the league. So I think um, we'll miss certain qualities that they bring, obviously, but there's other qualities that different players bring um, that will just create a different dynamic in that area of the field. So, you know, it will be a different look not having them, but different is just different. And I think um, we'll still be, still be pretty solid. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of wild to me. I guess it underlines just how much change there's been at the spirit altogether over the past few years, but you're now one of the longest tenured players on the team. Um, right. And it's something kind of fascinating to me that, um, things have changed so much in just such a short period of time. And I'm, um, you know, 2017 was your rookie season. It doesn't feel, it isn't that long ago when you look at the calendar, but at the same time, it's kind of night and day, at least from my experience covering the team. So I was mm -hmm. curious, um, your experience, I, I say your rookie year 2017, but your experience with the spirit actually goes back to the spirit reserves before that, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. The, um, um, I played with the reserves two summers before I graduated. Um, so when you look back over over those experiences, um, what has been the most important change within the organization uh, so that you as, as a player and, and you as a member of the team can, can thrive on the field? Oh, man, I don't know if I can pick just one because like you said, there has been um, massive changes everywhere um just looking from when i first started with the organization but um yeah i don't i don't know if i can pick one particular moment i have loved getting to play with a lot of different players during my time like you said there's been a lot of turnover so um i've worked and played with a lot of very talented players that i've been able to use to help you know develop my game but then obviously when steve came in and took over um, he added a lot to the club um, and just making sure that it was the standards that we deserved and are expected kind of at a professional level. So he's done a really awesome job in, in advocating for us and, you know, working to make sure that we feel 
uh, supported and appreciated um, by adding just little things here and there that really make a difference. Um, so he's been really great for not only our team, but the league, and I think he will continue to. Looking ahead to these these two games specifically uh, coming up in the next two weeks, um, it's it's an interesting situation to finish up in Utah uh, against Sky Blue with you know a game that, at least in my opinion, probably in under normal circumstances doesn't end up going to penalty kicks, um, and having that kind of sudden halt to uh, your progress as a group, and now you come back from all this and you're it's the same team you're facing sky blue again. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, you're facing Chicago, another team you've already played. Um, right. What do you, I mean, I, I'm sure it's hard to judge exactly where they're going to be at because everyone is sort of, you know, everyone's kind of all over the place. There are loans, there are players, you know, sky blue has um, Mal Pugh and Carly Lloyd potentially not injured anymore. <laughs> um, how do you, prep for those teams what do you expect out of those teams in these these games coming up uh at segra um yeah like obviously we just played them fairly recently so in terms of preparation we have those matches to look back on um and draw positives and negatives out of those but at the same time when we're preparing we try not to focus too much on the other teams um we know what we're capable of doing and you know, we feel as long as we execute our game plan and do those things that we're good at right, um, the results would follow. So good having the experience from playing them um, within the last couple months, but also, you know, there's room for us to grow off those performances, and I think that's what we're lucky to do um, in these games coming up. Uh, I, I guess I'll uh, finish up just with the uh to get more of a general picture i know um the team is driven to win obviously just like any professional um professional team professional athletes um people are there to win games um how how much value uh do you place in these fall series games because you know with the challenge cup at least there was a kind of a defined end point you, you know you go through the group stage there uh is a table at the end and then there's a knockout round um someone gets a trophy at the end the fall series is is a little more open-ended in that you don't get that uh conclusion where you say this team definitively won it all because here they are getting a trophy um so i'm I'm curious how you um how you look at a competition that's in that mode where it's not quite as straightforward as to how you define success in it Right. Um, you know, we're all super competitive, obviously. Um, so anyone in front of us, we want to win and we want to beat them. And I think that's the mentality we have going into this. And especially with some of the teams we're playing, um, it kind of is a little bit of redemption. We get another shot at playing these teams. So um, all we can do is control our performances and our results. So I think we're just going to go in with the mindset of getting after it each game, doing as much as we can, putting up as many goals as we can, trying to limit them to nine. Um, And if we do all of that, then hopefully the result falls into our lap. We can't control what those other teams in the different um, groups are doing. So it's really all about us and the performance that we put out on the field. 
last question. This is one I, I probably should have already been asking uh, players that have come on, but it only occurred to me this week. So I, I guess I'm figuring out what the show looks like uh, even now. Um, this show is called Plex Weather. Um, you've had your experience with plenty of the weird, uh, strange weather patterns that seem to pop up at the Maryland Soccer Plex. Do you have any specific Plex weather stories that, that are memorable to you? Uh, any sort of incredibly oh, long weather delays or anything like that? Oh, I have many, many memories of long, long weather delays at the Plex. But I think it must have been, it must have been my rookie year. Um, I want to say we were playing Houston. That could be mm -hmm. wrong. But um, it was the lightning delay. I'm not sure if you remember the rain delay where mm -hmm. um, we actually got delayed to the next morning. Yes. So we were, we were at the Plex until who knows what time. I don't know. They were keeping us there for a while because I know the opposing coach really wanted to get the match in. Um, maybe we were playing Seattle. I can't remember. Um, so we kept hanging out. They were checking the field, see if it was playable. And there was no way that we were going to be able to play. It was torrential. Mm -hmm. um, so then we had a, you know, I think we were eating like pizza in the locker room, just hanging out, trying to see what was going to happen. And then next thing we know, it was, no, you're going home. We're playing tomorrow at whatever time, 10, 11. I can't remember what it was, but mm. um, that was, that was special. I don't think I've ever had a game that was delayed to the next morning like, like that before. So that was definitely a memorable one. And, and then it, it's happened again is the funny thing. Like you'd never had that happen. And then yeah. there have been other times. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, but, last year in North Carolina it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I always get questions from the other media members about what it is with the soccerplex. Why why does that happen? And I was like, I I don't know. Like storms will come through, and I will get nothing. Uh, and yet, inexplicably, yeah. that area of the world is just a uh, constantly getting. I think there's actually quite literally a storm moving through just north of there as we're doing this. So um, of course. Yeah, it's perfect. It, of course, it, of course, there's something going on. Hopefully, though, uh, this Saturday uh, we get perfect weather. We're not going to be at the Plex, so hopefully that yeah, plays the forecast looks great. So fingers crossed. Yeah, um, but uh, I appreciate your time, Maggie. Thank you for coming on. I hope everyone uh, tunes in uh, Saturday on CBS. I, what is the game? I actually should know this, and I didn't it's at it one. Me. Yeah, at one. Uh, thank you very much for the, uh, for that and for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. And that's it for the show. Thanking Maggie once again for coming on. I thought that was a really good interview. A lot of, a lot of insight into what has been an utterly bizarre year for, for all of us. But I think especially for uh, the players on the team, it's just been utterly strange. Just to go through the normal end of podcast rigmarole, uh, if you want to look for the website, the website is plexweather.pinecast.co, or you can just go to the Twitter account at plexweather. That link is in the bio. It should be easier to find it there than anything else, because I haven't thought of a better place to centralize all this stuff than a Twitter account. To listen to the show, we are on We I, I'm going to keep doing it. I, I might as well just lean into it at this point and keep saying we forever. The show is on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify probably some other places. Those are the ones I remember. Those are the ones I wrote down on a note uh, that I've left for myself on a piece of, piece of scratch paper so that I could do this end of the show. With that in mind, uh, with that, I don't know what that means um, for in this context. 
I'm going to end the show now because I obviously never know how to do it. This has been Plex Weather. Thank you so much for listening.